Who Knew. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, where we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights of this current incarnation of the show. Today's episode, we will be discussing episode 7, The Long Game. It aired on the 7th of May, 2005, and was watched by 7.51 million viewers. It's written by Russell T. Davies, directed by Brian Grant, and produced by Phil Collinson. In this episode, the Doctor, Rose, and Adam arrive on Satellite 5, Earth's orbiting broadcast station, to find that there is more to the news than is being reported. Today, uh, we have uh, the same group as last time. Let's go around again. Start here. Josh. Arlene. Frank. Brian. Auburn. Kelsey. And Eugene. Hello again. Um, this episode starts off with them arriving on uh, Satellite 5. In, a t- in an attempt to impress Adam, Rose has been prepped by the doctor on their location. They have arrived on Satellite 5, an immense space station orbiting Earth that transmits all the news to the entire planet. It is the year 200, comma... 200,000. 200,000. How do you know that... The doctor prepped Rose to say all that stuff. I thought it was just Rose becoming an experienced time traveler. He comes right out and says all that stuff. And the she, first scene, the, first the doctor scene, comes then out. She repeats it back to to uh, uh, Adam. Adam hasn't come out of the TARDIS yet. Oh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, he does it really quick. He walks yeah, he out and out. goes, up oh, space station, 200,000. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And he does kind of say it like under his breath, like this is this, this is this, this is that. And she just remembers it all. Um, We welcome back Adam. Well, I don't know if we welcome him back, but Adam is played played by uh, actor Bruno Langley. And we'll have some other actors coming in uh, later. But uh, this is the year, or this is the time of the fourth and great, fourth great and bountiful human empire. (coughs) Our three travelers took out a large look out a large window of the space station and see the earth rotating below as Adam faints. <laughs> Wimp. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that when Adam exits the TARDIS, he says, where are we? Instead of the traditional, when are we? Right. <laughs> um, I also found it funny that you notice on the, the channel that it's uh, smiley face plus one. Yeah. That's the channel. That's the channel name. <laughs> no, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Well, and then another one, Bad Wolf TV. Yes, right. that's the other one with the face of Bo returning. I think this is his second appearance. Or He's his pregnant. First. Yeah, pregnant. <laughs> and also when, this is just coming up, the next scene, the doctor uh, tells Adam to open your mind, <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a little foreshadowing uh, of what's going to be coming. Yeah. But everything is so different and so new. Open your mind and experience it. Yeah, and when he faints, um, the doctor comments. He's your boyfriend. And Rose goes, not anymore. (laughs) And did you notice that Rose is also wearing like sexier clothes? Mm -hmm. So she's kind of like, um, she's she's impressing. impressing. Oh, you think that's why? Oh, for sure. Her makeup's a little bit darker. She's being a little more sultry. She's wearing all black and very fitted. And it's like workout almost Mm -hmm. clothes. Not quite. No, it's not really workout clothes because you have to think about it when it was filmed. That was more of the the style, the fashion at that time. It's a nice jacket. It's got a little so. um, asymmetrical zipper going on. Um, this period in time is supposed to be the pinnacle of mankind, but things are wrong. 
The station is overly hot and the people are abrupt and rude. It almost reminds me of Blade Runner, but not rainy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> like it's just jam-packed full of people and like vendors and... Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. steamy, but not cold. Anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to be idealistic and it's supposed to have yeah. great cuisine and they have beef slushies <laughs> instead. Right. Crock burgers. <laughs> but do they, I know we'll get to it, but do they explain... I mean, they they later on explain why, but do they explain why it, it, it actually changed time? Like, according, like why wouldn't he be aware? Like, who, if, who, if, who the doctor? Doctor, like, well, I, we'll get to that later. Not in this episode. No. Okay. They well, do, then they do explain. But but you know you have to right. play the long game. You lost mm. me <laughs> with this half. Yeah, I'm a little lost. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, we'll get to. We'll that. try to help you. Time travel is very confusing, <laughs> and he's asking if. If the doctor knows everything, how come he doesn't know this has been wrong for the last 90 years? Or, or why it went wrong. Okay. And the doctor doesn't know why it went wrong. Okay. So they know and that's all time Because the doctor's walking around going, this isn't right. And he's mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. And he's trying to figure it out. And he finds out what happens, but we never find out why it wasn't right. Gotcha. Yeah. But you're saying that's in a later episode? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll get all right. <laughs> Adam notices that there are only humans aboard the space station, and the doctor agrees there should be other species. The doctor gets rid of Adam and Rose by supplying them with some credits that he, I guess, kind of stole. From Acquired. The, from the ATM. Created. <laughs> he meets up with, or uh, he meets these two uh, women, Kathika and Suki, two of the many journalists who create and package the news and whose goals are to promote or to be promoted to the floor or to the 500th floor. The doctor, Kathika, and Suki are being observed by a mysterious man, the editor. So I'd like to take a moment, and the editor is, um, I guess, starred by uh, Simon Pegg, who we know from Shaun of the Dead and... Um, many other things. Many, many other things. You're going to take a moment to geek out? Is that what it is? Oh, no, I'm going to move right on. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kathika is played by uh, Christine Adams, who we've seen in such things as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we mentioned last episode. Uh, she played Agent Weaver, and she was in uh, Pushing Daisies and... Terranova. The horrible Terranova. <laughs> um, side note, I ran into her um, just by chance, and I think she was casting for uh, probably Castle or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., did she tell you hate Terranova? I didn't want to be rude. Mm. I just thought that that was implied. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Simon Pegg was great. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. He, he, uh... After Eugene's done name-dropping. Right. <laughs> Sorry. I no, you don't actually know these people. No, I don't know these people. I just wanted to point them out. that Because you watch someone on television doesn't mean you know stuff. them. Or bump into them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I guess you did bump into I've one also, of them. I've also bumped into Mickey, but I didn't mention that. Oh, wait. (laughs) I was with you. You did not bump into him. We just walked right by him. Oh. Well, there was a time shift, and then so I stopped from bumping into him. (laughs) That was the whiny part. No, he walked by, and we both stopped, looked at each other, and went, Mickey! But (laughs) He looked very busy. I don't know. He was really busy. Yeah. You didn't say Mickey the idiot? No. I don't think that would have won. I assumed you were talking about Mouse, so. (laughs) Oh, side note, I've been to Disneyland with everybody here. All right. (laughs) Um, The editor is monitoring the doctor and his activities 
as they th go throughout the station with uh, security cameras in an icy room. He senses that there is something wrong with someone in this group and orders his frozen staff to find out who. Uh, Adam is having difficulty uh, processing all the strangeness around him. Rose gives, gives him her phone to, so that he can call home and give him some sense of normalcy. They join see she's uh, paralleling the doctor mm -hmm. yeah. from End of the World. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Adam is her and she's the doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's but, right. Because he told her to go up on the observation deck. And yeah. she knows where they are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But he's even wimpier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She didn't faint. She never fainted. No. <laughs> that's why he's not her boyfriend. That is true. <laughs> they join the doctor and the two journalists and are shown how the news is processed. And they say something like unfiltered or something. I don't know if anybody caught that, but it kind of reminded me of like BBC's news. Like that's the source to go to. Oh, it reminded me of Fox News. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to bring up. <laughs> Who says unfiltered? The, uh, the, the I, news reporter? Yeah, they say something about we're giving the news to the masses. And oh, right. Un something, something and unfiltered, yeah, right. Something like that. And it reminded me of like of BBC because BBC puts out Doctor Who. BBC News. Anyway. A hole opens up in Kathika's forehead to allow data streaming to her brain as a processor to organize all the news on Earth. Suki and six other journalists are linked to her by chips implanted in their heads and placed in a circle around Kathika. They begin to sort and transmit the data. The editor has been watching all of this and discovers that somebody is not who they claim to be. He shuts down their link and sends a message, and it turns out to be Suki, that is not who they seem to be. And she is promoted to go to the 500th floor at the chagrin of Kathika. Uh, we, we find out only a few ever make it to the floor 500, and that once you do, you never come back. Um, I wanted to point out here that after Adam realizes that he can call home, the gears start turning in his brain. Yeah, you see that like little suspicious moment he has before, yeah. before they get walking where he puts the phone in his pocket. He goes and buys a sports almanac. Yeah, I was going to say back oh, to yeah. the <laughs> With a dust jacket. What's mm -hmm. that? <laughs> so I think that's kind of cool how they did it. It's more done in the acting and his look rather than like... Well, there was a, a bad person sting when he first yeah. puts yeah. that phone in his pocket. You know he's it's up to good. It's very manipulated for us mm -hmm. to know exactly what's happening. Well, he was working for someone who manipulated stuff to yeah, that's true. use yeah, for their own advantage. And he has a history with alien technology, so he shouldn't be too overwhelmed by. Yeah, I keep forgetting he's supposed that. to be smart. He's supposed to be a genius <laughs> from the last episode. Yeah, but wait a minute—he is in the year two hundred thousand. Yeah, I don't care. He's in a space station above Earth. He should be more geeking out than overwhelmed. Well, it's different than dealing with a hairdryer <laughs> <laughs> or a musical instrument. Yeah, right. <laughs> so after Suki arrives uh, to the flows frozen. 500th floor, we find out that she is a resistance fighter trying to stop the false manipulating information being broadcasted by the station. Oh, we're here already, huh? Yeah. Okay, we, I gotta did, stop did you. It's not 500th floor. It's floor 500. It's floor. like a station. It's like a, oh, a okay. channel. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, about you, you don't go to channel 7. You, you go to channel 7, not the 7th channel, channel on your TV. So I think it's, okay. it's, it, it, it's part of the whole story, I think, that it is floor 500. <laughs> This floor 139, rather I think than just... 500 floor sounds better, but I, I know what you're saying. Well, yeah, floor, I think he's right, because it's, it's a yeah. different place as opposed to 
a floor of the same place. Right. right. But Especially since no one really travels between floors except to the 16th. That's right. For the operation, uh, non-medical emergencies. <laughs> um, but did you talk about the part where they're sitting in a circle and her forehead opens? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I just wasn't listening to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that happened. Where, did you want to say something about that? No. Ew! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, it was interesting how, like, well, they were all asleep and frozen and... Um, there's that mislead where uh, the editor, you think the editor is going to be talking about the doctor, the doctor and Rose yeah. and, and Bruno, yeah. whatever, uh, and um, he ends up talking about someone else. But yes. it's that part two where it's, we start learning about, you know, what, what, what's not right and what is right by through the doctor and through Rose. And, mm -hmm. and it's setting up a lot of stuff. It's a nice little switch where you think one thing and then it's actually Suki is the thing. That, right. And how different, because yeah. up till then, it's, everything seems sort of normal to, to us. It's just people mm -hmm. in that world walking around as, because there weren't any aliens. So like, yeah. what, what is the weird thing? You know, the weird thing is her forehead opens and they all plug themselves into a computer and they go unconscious. Yeah. And that's also when the doctor starts saying things like, not only is the technology wrong, but humans are wrong. Yeah, they're not mm -hmm. thinking, point, right? Humans yeah. are complacent. Yeah. They're not thinking. You know, this was this is supposed to be the uh, uh, pinnacle of humankind, and they're not thinking for themselves. They don't seem to have any cares. They're being... Um, they're being manipulated. By Fox News. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can address your comments to Eugene at Who Knew... <laughs> What does the fox say? Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that song. Um, so we see Simon Pegg, and he's very frosted over kind of thing. Um, <laughs> is he really frosted over, or is his hair just bleached to, like... Because uh, he, he didn't he have any have, actual frost on him. He might have frosted tips. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you complaining about my joke? I'm not complaining. All right. No complaints. Um, he, he's the, the least frosted of yeah. the people. Right, I guess it is. He, his look is consistent with that. Because everybody else around in him or with him is all frozen. Right. But, and but he must have been like genetically manipulated somehow to withstand the cold. Um, but at this point, we learn that Suki is a resistance fighter and she pulls a weapon on the editor and asks who is running Satellite 5. He points upwards and she screams as a snarling voice above her. I guess slowly, her. slowly yeah. attacks her. And she, yeah, and she, yeah, and she fires shots, but to no avail. Yeah, I, I don't know if they uh, <clears throat> rented a crane or something, yeah. but there's a lot of over the head shots, very mm -hmm. high shot angles, even when it's not from the point of view oh, of, of of the, the alien. Yeah. Even when they they first come in and they're walking around, all of Simon Pegg's. Uh, Security cam footage is all mm. from that high angle. So whatever they mm -hmm. they did to do that, they sure got their money's worth. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe we get this crane. We got to use it. Yeah, we have to elevate. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe also too, it was just sort of a motif to because they are on the top, like they're looking down on them. It's just sort of that that like, feeling, like Big Brother. Type yeah, of yeah. yeah. And I think it also is to just reiterate that you know from later on, the alien oversees everything. And yeah. just literally, we're having that overseen feeling throughout the whole episode. Yeah. And it feels like a security camera as opposed to just hidden cameras around mm -hmm. a room, like a nanny cam or yeah. something like that. It definitely feels like they are subjects that they're studying as opposed to that. 
Agreed. <laughs> Adam tells Rose this is too much to take in and needs some time alone. But he has other plans. He wants to learn the future technology and tries to send it to his answering machine by using Rose's phone. He discovers that he needs augmentation to his brain to access the information, either the chip or the hole in his forehead. He chooses to go for the hole in the head and literally open his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fool. <laughs> yeah. The doctor questions Kathika about the station. Human growth and evolution is all wrong and has been stunted for the last 90 years. He says that, that the technology is old and that, it, and that even the way humans think is different. He also asks her about why there are no aliens on the station, and she replies that various little reasons have stopped aliens from coming. He comments that she is a journalist and should think and ask questions rather than accept things presented to her. All those little things adding up to one big fact and no one noticed. Yeah. I was thinking this when I watched the episode, but I don't know if, it, if I answered it, though. Was when Suki gets to the top, uh, to the floor 500, and no one's there to grab her or meet her. She just, you know, kind of wanders in, and he's just waiting for her to get to him. Mm -hmm. It just, when it happened, like, when she actually got to him, it didn't bother me. I thought, oh, they just opened the door. She just gets up there, and they don't care about her, so he's just sort of waiting for her to get there. But but he's also trying to catch her in the lie and throw her off guard. Maybe that's what it was. Because I thought it was it was well done because she stumbles across the bodies. It's that old way of making suspense in a movie mm -hmm. or a television show. But I'm like, when they get her up there and she's... They don't do any... Like, if they, if, if they were going to grab her and turn her into a thing, they would have just grabbed her. Into, so, like, why is she just wandering around? But then I realized <laughs> he's trying to throw her off guard. Trying to catch her in yeah, the lie. Yeah, yeah, so... That bothered me, too, though, because even... If she was there for a promotion, you would think somebody would be there to right. greet her well, and not well, let her stumble at over. At that point, the ruse is over. Such in I mean, they're in such control. It, eh, yeah. it doesn't She'll, matter. It doesn't matter. She'll find her way. You know, I mean, they just don't, they don't care. You know, they're, they're, I, I mean, I think it's kind of their arrogance. Mm. And yeah. I don't think it's a bad thing on their part. It's like, eh, I'm in charge. I did find it funny that she stumbled across those bodies and... Um, it worked with the shots that they chose, but when they cut wide, it's all lit. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she wouldn't have been able to stumble across that in any way. She would have seen it, like, the second she went through the plastic. But whatever. There was a few scenes showing, I think, in this episode. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, even that 90 years, when did they get here? 91 years ago? Uh, or Like, how, just, how are you going to know that? Like, yeah, that was, like, a little too, too convenient, but... But it's okay. I understand. It's just yeah. Television. Like I, I, I don't. I, I didn't mind him saying that. But like, no regular person knows exactly. Like, oh, around ninety something years. They'd say ninety something years ago. About a hundred years ago. Yeah, because they did yeah. say that. They said oh, almost a hundred years ago, and that was, I think, was a news report. Okay. Didn't they say that? <laughs> like, I, I think one of the news reports said about a hundred years ago. It was like an official thing. Hmm. So even the official people weren't saying the exact exactly, amount yeah. of years. But if you're working there, I mean, I'll. Well, maybe just she put it over trying, to Disneyland oh. if you know how many years Disneyland's been there. You well, know, then, she, all the yeah, but then she would have said, like, like if she still thought she was still being tested, she would have said 91 years to be impressive. But she was like about 91 years. Like she wasn't mm. even sure. Well, they just seen, said the 90th. Seen, I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> well, they celebrated their 90th year the year before, so she had oh, to remember right. it was 91. <laughs> 
Um, I wanted to point out that the torch that Suki uses, the flashlight, is not very illuminating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably because there were probably... For the camera. Flares I, I in the light. But I mean, al- and also, it just looks like a normal flashlight that we'd find today rather than... A spacey flashlight. Yeah, it wasn't very spacey. <laughs> well, even the even the slushies, the beef slushies they were drinking were just looked like you, you know like uh, yeah. fast food from today with a straw. That, I think that, that was sort I of, think was intentional. Yeah, I, mean, I so think they were doing that to just say to mass yeah. mass market yeah. consumerism. But maybe that's sort of the same thing. It's just that they, this they are behind. They're not where they should be. Right. Mm. Flashlight advancement has not progressed in ninety one <laughs> years. I'm just thinking if they have implants in their heads, they could have implants to illuminate things well that is a good point but the implants in their heads are for a purpose so they can steal all your information but they don't want to help you out so why would they illuminate things that's true that's probably why the well the whole floor is being used to cool something down rather than to illuminate things okay all right moving on (laughs) i was trying to think of some flashlight slash torch joke but nothing came to mind the doctor tears apart some cables and gains access to a computer core for the satellite. Looking at the ventilation system, they discover that the station is so hot because of massive heat being channeled down from floor 500. I got it right. Thank you. (laughs) Rose and the doctor want to find out what is generating that heat. The editor has been watching and wants to meet these people, so he sends down the floor 500 access code so they can use the elevator. Can I interrupt you? Yeah, of course. I really liked uh, earlier when he was questioning Kathika. Okay, uh, uh, the, around the ninety-one years part, where she was, she would explain something, and he would say why, and then she would answer why. I was like, when? You know, he just kept like throwing very calmly these questions and how like this is how he thinks. And again, it was good writing because it was quirky the way he was doing it, but he was asking everything we wanted to know, so it told mm-hmm. us. So it was giving us exposition in a really quirky and interesting way yeah and i think it served the story rather than to be like oh this is an exposition scene right like we had to know it and it wasn't like someone just rattling off a bunch of stuff it's just like he was asking the questions he was Mm -hmm. investigating but like uh yeah it was good and it showed you know a little bit more of kathika's and the whole uh, genre of people at this time going well just cuz is basically her answer well what threats and in a way the regular ones (laughs) yeah right exactly and then, but in a way too, it start uh, maybe it started her on her little journey to break out of that. Oh, I do I'm think sure. it opened it up a bit. Yeah, you know, and that's why because because someone who was such a sheep wouldn't go up to the floor by herself and wouldn't have done what she did. But I think it's that it was that little question and answer scene that's kind of lit the fuse of her changing the way she is. You claim you're a journalist, but this is what you're supposed to be doing as a journalist, right? Mm-hmm. She's like Lois Lane in the <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Oh, too soon. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Lois Lane. <laughs> oh. After reacting floor 500, or, sorry, after reaching floor 500, Rose and the doctor discover that Suki is dead. But because of the chip in her head, she is now being used by the editor as one of his security staff. The editor captures the doctor and Rose and introduces them to the editor-in-chief, the mighty Jagrafess of the Holy I Don't Know. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to take a stab at that, Frank? (laughs) Adrojasic Maxarodinfo. Max. Max just called... I mean, yeah, they just call him Max. (laughs) 
This giant slug-like alien has been controlling the human race through misinformation and fear-mongering. <laughs> if that's not a metaphor for I don't know what, I don't know what. <laughs> because of this, the human race has stopped asking questions and has become complacent. The editor is perplexed by Rose and the doctor because there is no information on them at all. He begins to question them. I finally get it. They got it wrong the whole time when they were thinking that floor 500, the walls are made of gold. The walls are made of cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry like about to that. Take that <laughs> I apologize. Not would you like to take that back. Would you like to build a snowman? Take that back. <laughs> now we have crickets playing. Okay. You people All the times you've mentioned Frozen, I have not made one Frozen comment. I was waiting. That I know. It was for you. I know. Specifically. I know. I looked right at you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else, else think that the Geographist looked like just a big zit on the ceiling? <laughs> yeah. I thought of it more like bubble gum that someone like, like squished <laughs> in there or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they said they wanted to make it look like a shark, but hanging down. So that's why the teeth look like that. Really? Uh, they they, I don't, they yeah. missed it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the look. No, it's Or weird. a uvula. That's mm. what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not helping. <laughs> now, the editor had a great uh, line in this saying, is a slave a slave if he doesn't know he's enslaved? Yeah. And wanting a whole philosophical discussion on that, which I thought would be good, but the doctor just says, yes. yes. He still <laughs> like, I was hoping for some, and then it reminds me of like uh, The Incredibles. You got me monologuing. Right. <laughs> uh, Adam goes to the news terminal Kathika used earlier and opens his link. He calls home and tells his parents not to erase this message from the answering machine and begins to transmit information back in time. The, About the microprocessor? Yeah, like just information yeah. from the computers. The yeah. The editor begins torturing oh, Rose. And the, I, I kind of felt like, like, remember, this guy's a scientist. So, like, he's not talking about, like, lottery numbers or whatever yeah. like that. He's talking about the microprocess, just in case you forgot. Well, because he wants to make money. I know, but yeah. he's asking about that in case we, he's such a yeah. doofus, we forgot he's a scientist. He's also just a little Van Staten. Yeah. One right. Uh, hold on, where was I? So he calls home. He puts the information on the answering machine. Okay. The editor begins torturing Rose and the doctor for answers when he detects Adam in the system. He penetrates Adam's brain to find out more about the Time Lord and the doctor and Rose and time travel and all of this other stuff. So inadvertently, Adam has given, instead of giving himself information, he's been given the villain the information too. Kathika decides she wants Wait, to... Wait, what? Because when the spike hit his brain, mm -hmm. um, the, the editor, editor has... He's part of the oh. system, and the editor oh. can now so get it. So now, in like, so everything he knew. Mm -hmm. ah, but then, how much information is that really? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, he, know, he knows he's Adam a is a genius. He's an idiot, <laughs> but a genius. So he time does have a lot Lord, of information. Time Lord. He's been artist, in the TARDIS. Time travel. Time travel. Alien. Yeah. And the whole thing is that now you know that time travel is possible and can get to the TARDIS. He can go back stunt humans even further than it was. Well, at this point, he also knows about Daleks, so I think that'll play in later. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> I also think the editor is just happy because he knows. He knows stuff, yeah. Now it's like, you can't hold information back from me. I know everything now, so ha ha ha. Yeah. And, and Adam, it, it, it's, really, it's really over now mm -hmm. with Rose, I can say. 
That's the final straw. I think him fainting was the final yeah. straw. This <laughs> is just more on reinforcing that decision. It's another straw. <laughs> we keep coming. Kathika decides she wants to know what is going on and uses the elevator code to access floor 500. She, dis- she sees the doctor and the rose chained up and sees the Jaggerfest on the ceiling. The rose? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, just, oh, the visual of that one just got me in that thing. The doctor states out loud that the Jaggerfest is producing the heat and needs to be cooled to live. Kathika picks, picks up on the hint and finds an old terminal she can access through the hole in her head. And this is the one that um, Suki came into and stumbled upon earlier. She, su- she shuts down the link to Adam and then reverses the ventilation, sending all the heat back to floor 500, killing the Jaggerfest and the editor. The doctor and Rose take Adam back t- to his home. The editor has a great line. Yes, what's the line? He says, he says to Max, um, it's impossible, mm-hmm. a member of the staff with an idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And also, she didn't plan to kill the editor, just Jaggerfest, and he... Or she is Jackafess a female? I'm not <laughs> so, um, uses Suki to stop the editor from escaping. Does that happen, uh, or does Suki? Or she, is Suki completely yeah. dead, and she doesn't she have did. any remnants to grab onto the editor? It, it, it's definitely the the, the, Jagafest? the, the Jagafest doing that, but I like to think because Suki, but Suki also grabbed Rose. Stop yeah. her when they were captured, oh, yeah. and the other people were being used, and it wasn't the I mean, editor doing dead. it; it was Jagafess. But at at this them. point. Aren't all the people at the panel on the floor because they've collapsed from the connection? Yeah. And maybe this is part of Suki's... Um, no? Her, no. I mean, I like to... I, no, I, I, I mean, sentimentally, I like to think it's Suki, yeah. but it's, it, she's dead. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Um, the doctor and Rose take Adam back to his home, and they destroyed... Or the doctor destroys the answering machine. I think he uses a little excessive. It's a little excessive when it blows up twice almost, it looks like. Perfect amount. <laughs> The doctor tells Adam he is no longer welcome in the TARDIS and could have altered history if that information were to ever be released. The TARDIS phases out and they leave Adam behind as his mom walks in and sees that he has a hole in his head. <laughs> I think it's great that the the doctor says, open your mind to Adam, but then it's really Kathika that opens her mind to what she can actually do and think for herself. And then Adam gets... Even though his mind is physically opened, he's mentally stunted. I think that's great. Great storytelling. Great switch, switcheroo, shape-shifting, if you want to use those terms. I like that Kathika is still alive at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that person usually in every episode dies. Yeah. So she was able to be saved. And if she were a tree, she would have died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or a maid. Or a maid. Yeah. <laughs> Suki took that one for her. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she went up t- to get the promotion for 500 rather than Kathika. So. But she was okay with being sacrificed because she was a revolutionary kind of person. So yeah, right. she wanted to. Yeah. That's why. Because when I saw her walk in, I was like, who in their right mind seeing something like that would keep walking keep further walking. if they didn't see like gold walls so i'd be like no nope, right, i'm right. staying in the elevator thank you very much but then it makes sense that she wanted she wanted answers so that's why she kept exploring so but it also makes sense why what josh said earlier nobody was greeting you when the the, the elevator doors opened because uh, he knew that she yeah. was uh all right so then if it was somebody else that just got promoted i'm sure there would be the two henchmen that, gotcha you know, well, that's good. Well, thank you. I'm only answered up then. 
Do we want to talk about what you were saying before? Is it too much of a spoiler about why? Like, how? Oh, yeah, it's a spoiler. We'll get yeah, to it. Okay. We'll remember to. We'll talk about yeah. it off the air. We'll, we will visit Satellite 5 again. Yes. How far ahead do we visit? Five this episodes? season. This season. Oh, it is five this episodes. season? Yeah. Oh, is that... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah okay, we go back talk. there. Yeah. We'll talk offline. We will, we will, yeah, we will get there. Okay. Ding, ding, ding. Well, uh, now the listeners who actually know what you're talking about are calling me an idiot, so... <laughs> Not for no. the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, now they're talking about it. They weren't saying that before. Now they're saying out loud and yeah. with their eyes. <laughs> Does anybody but, have any insight into what uh, Jaggerfest is? Uh, motivation was for keeping everyone that's like a, under control, on, like not a good question. And good question. That's also an offline keep, conversation. There might be a <laughs> oh. story idea. Oh, okay. So that's we not, can elaborate that. In <laughs> that's a few, not something that is no, answered. I mean, just in this episode, it's just it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just doing this to do it. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, you know, um, back to Simon Pegg, it was it, he was um, delighted to working on Doctor Who. He grew up watching Doctor well, Who. I could imagine you know. he was going yeah. nuts the whole time. And I think it, he said that he wanted to be a villain and he got to be a villain. That's cool. I he was great. Cool. Yeah. He gave it 110%. Yeah. No, he <laughs> he definitely kind of owned that whole episode like for the other side of the Doctor oh. and everything. I'm, there's another point where he, he wants the security checked, double check, triple check, quadruple check, and when he gets to the fifth one, he just... Yeah, she was in I think that was all him. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. And also the scene where where um, Adam gets the surgery that, that the the uh, surgeon uh, or the medical assistant, the medical assistant, whatever, like just oddly erotic with him, and, and just well, well she's selling, she's selling, she's him. selling it, but it was just yeah. like it was this really intimate bunch of scenes between the two of them and everything. I thought that was I, it was funny and I liked it, but it was well, she wants to make the sale. Yeah, I know. So she's going to do whatever she can. I know. I just... I'd like Did to you have mention... the throat nanites, because I think that would be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, the... the where they, where Oh, yeah, the, the vomit... Kiwi? It, yeah. It, it looks Vomitomatic. Like, it looks yeah. like frozen kiwi when he throws up the ice cube. <laughs> that would be so convenient at times. Did you mention who plays the yeah, what's her name? health... Um, no, I did not person? have a look that up. Probably but, but she has been in um, episodes with... Uh, the show called episodes. The, the show called episodes with... Um, Matthew Matt Tamsin LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Tamsin Grieg? Yes. Or Grieg? Grieg. Yeah. Sorry, it's my cold. It's okay. Who is she? She was on the ep- show called Episodes <laughs> with Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc for us Americans. She was she, also... I think she's a comedic actress in, in Britain. Yeah. And now she... everyone listening to this in Britain, because I know they all are. <laughs> Again, thinks I'm an idiot for not knowing that. She was also in Shaun of the Dead, apparently. Oh, that's oh. right. She was uh, Maggie. In Shaun of the Dead. Right. I think as they're going past the other group of Shaun's ex-girlfriend, yes. Yes. she's the other. And who is another one of those people, oh, a more famous okay. person in that line. Uh, Martin Freeman. Yes, Martin Freeman. Yeah. yeah. And and somebody else who we'll see later on in Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah. All, all the all the um, all the Doctor Who and um, Edgar Wright movies overlap a lot of people. <laughs> it's a small. Point. Harry Jones was the mother. It's like they all filmed in Vancouver. Harry Jones was Shaun's mother. Yeah. It's a small pond. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else? Um, you guys mentioned on last episode that this episode was something that was pitched. No, no, that was the last know? episode that was pitched. Was <coughs> that the one about the companion, like mm-hmm. the failed the, companion? The failed companion isn't that this episode? Well, yeah, like Adam's the failed too. companion. This well, this one is more of his. We see why he fails. The other one is 
So it's sort of like, yeah, I mean, I think the, it's, it's the, a, the a, idea that was pitched was a failed companion, and that little story arced over these two episodes. Well, because this one is written by Russell, where the other one was written by somebody else, and that was the one that he originally well, the, pitched. The previous episode was based on a audio play. Audio, yeah. The, this one, uh, according to Russell Davies, this episode was based on an idea he submitted in the 1980s. So, so I got them, different. I got them switched. Sorry. Yeah. So that's this one. Yeah. So Dalek was based <laughs> off of an audio play and this one was his failed companion. So, so Kelsey, you are yeah. right. I well, got them switched. Yeah. And for Tell me, that's the won. only, <laughs> that's the only thing interesting that come out of this episode is to show us that not everyone gets to travel with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Rose is special. Mm-hmm. And therefore, she gets to travel with the doctor. Yeah, this episode is very heavy. Like, the main point of this episode is, is very heavy on the antagonist. Like, uh, like the bulk yeah. of the episode's motivation is, is is not the doctor and Rose. They're just, they really don't do anything until the very end. Yeah, they're kind of just thrown into this situation. Yeah, and yeah. They kind of have to rectify it. Yeah, so it is very... And, and I think that's one good thing with Simon Pegg. Like, he definitely carries that. Mm-hmm. He's... Like, when you think of this episode... Well, usually when you think of an episode, you think of what the Doctor did in that episode. But in this episode, you think of Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. Or the editor, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and according to TARDIS Wiki, uh, Adam is has the dubious distinction of being the first and, to date, only known companion to have his TARDIS traveling rights revoked by the Doctor due to bad behavior. Ooh. He's the only one. Naughty boy. Oh, well. Don't let the door hit you. <laughs> <laughs> But such a commentary on, you know, the whole news information. It's, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating. Even if you, like, search in the internet, everything goes to things that are similar to that search to try and get, you know, mm-hmm. well, you looked at this, so here are other things that are similar to that. Right, and you right. can't get a full picture of what's going on because you have to then search the opposite. It is <laughs> interesting. Just try and get the other side of the information rather than getting the actual news that when that I remember growing up yeah. is that you'd get cold hard facts and news and you wouldn't get the commentary and stuff yeah. like that and this is all you know it's what's going towards satellite five mm-hmm. it's like well, we're even, just I mean, programming it to be what you want to hear and just channeling it for all the different channels i mean facebook admitted last year that yes they manipulated people's news feeds to show certain things because they were experimenting right. they wanted to see if they could <clears throat> shift people's view by shifting our news and such a warning, but no one's going to listen. It's still happening. Well, the thing about, it's interesting because this episode was written, you know, it was aired or whatever kind of before Facebook and all that took off. And even though what you're saying is true, everything on Facebook is, is, is written by the public. So it's like by the time social media became what it is now, you couldn't really, it's is harder, it? it's harder to fool the masses with one idea because there's so many people's ideas out there that are the masses. I mean, you say the Facebook is written by the public, is it? I don't think it is. Well, people's posts are, what do you mean? Friends yeah, of but yours? that's only part of, but that's only part of Facebook. You get everything where it's like, it's all marketing. Well, yeah, there's definitely stuff that people aren't writing on there, but. I'm, I mean, I'm generalizing I, here. No, but I'm but I'm being serious. It's like the Facebook is not being. I don't think it's 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 a marketing push. They are pushing a certain product. Yeah. Suggested post. Well, like that products based on, on what page. you are posting. If I'm posting True. and I'm talking about Star Trek in my post, then all of a sudden I start getting articles. Hey, do you want to read about this? Oh that yeah, that has something to do with Star Trek. It's all manipulating me to read stuff about Star Trek. Right, which I do. I just acknowledge that I'm being manipulated. <laughs> yeah. But I have things that come in because other people that I'm 
friends associated with. with and friends with family you know they have different political views and their stuff starts then coming in on mine and it's like so far different from what i'm i would think but it's mm-hmm. just odd how it's like because i got you know they're linked right i get all this other information it's it fits yeah. into get, their algorithm I so it is you can't find the truth because you are just being grouped together yeah it is just stuff. interesting you know that this if this episode was made once facebook was more established the whole social media component would have been in this episode oh, yeah, and they would have been sure. figured it's, so it is very of the time well i'm almost thinking it yeah I'm foreshadowed all not. of the different YouTubers. I mean, yeah. it has, you know, Kathika being the center one, and they're going right, after the other six right, people yeah. who have their own channels, kind of like we would see in the YouTube, and they'd each pick up from whoever they want to watch. What year was it again, did they say? 2005. 2005 is when this aired. No, 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 no. Um, what year was this episode supposed to take place? 200,000. 200,000. Yeah. Okay, never mind. All right. I, had, I, I mean, had, you I don't even know, idea, like... What's that? Oh, no, Sorry. We weren't working together at the time, but I mean, we know that celebrities' Twitter feeds aren't aren't that are not oh, yeah. the celebrities. Yeah. It's it's their publicists, their or yeah. it's even their marketers. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And I mean, I'm, I've been sitting in meetings where I'm it's, listening to this, going, "Wait, what? How it's just in the marketing plan yeah. to okay, and on this date, we will have the star of the movie say this on Twitter." <laughs> you know, it's satellite five. So yeah. I do think it was foreshadowing, a, and it was a which, good information of where things are going, and it did. Honestly, and it's still going on that way. I mean, I won't say it's inherently a bad thing. I just think that people should acknowledge it and or know. be aware. That would just be yeah. my thing. Yeah. I'm off my high horse now. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, will we recommend this for a first time new Who viewer, <coughs> Kelsey? Uh, yeah, probably not. Okay. Albert. Yep. No, I think they would get confused. Because Adam is a one-time character, we don't see him again, and I think this was the first complete episode that I watched, and I really thought that Adam was her boyfriend, mm. and then I just got confused. So mm-hmm. I would yeah. say I can see that. I'd say it's not the best as a fr- first episode. It's kind of one of those. Yeah, that's a no for Kelsey Alburn. Yeah, I would agree. Not for somebody's first episode. Um, yeah, good, Brian. Uh, this would be a no, because this episode for me is just so completely neutral. Mm. I don't like it at all. I don't dislike it at all. Mm. It's just kind of there. Yeah. It's a no for me. That would be frank. No. Arlene. I just want to say yes, because everyone else has said no. <laughs> but... There's always one. <laughs> no. Uh, when I first watched this, and the second time watching it, I was kind of bored. Mm. Except for the editor, because I think he's mm-hmm. a great actor, but it was just kind of boring. Yeah. So maybe if you have a friend who's a big Simon Pegg fan, you show them this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you're like, I know you're not interested in Doctor Who, but, but Simon watch Pegg. this episode. <laughs> but then there's no more Simon Pegg, so they're not going to keep watching. <laughs> right. It's someone that has no interest in Doctor Who and will never want to watch Doctor but Who. But it might awaken yeah. something within them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Really if they like Simon that Pegg. That <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do, right? You know, we're like, this episode is good for Who as a first time. Uh, mm-hmm. Simon Pegg fan. Josh, your verdict. Uh, no, I don't think so, but I like this episode more than most people, I think, uh, mostly because of Simon Pegg. Agreed. But I like it because it's it's a peek into this world. Like this is something going on, and then it has a callback later, like we were talking about. So I, I like it as part of the world. 
Uh, Agreed. And so, and I, I, and and I also had a couple notes that I didn't mention earlier, but um, just how cool the and calm and collected the doctor is, and things, certain things that he says, and I like a lot of little things about this. It is very. This is how you make a suspense moment. This is how this is very <laughs> by the numbers as mm -hmm. far as uh, filmmaking, but it all works for the most part. But anyway, I would have to say no as well. Um, other than I can't think of anything new that we haven't said. So I think it's unanimous. We're not going to recommend this to a new Who viewer. All right, I guess that does it for us tonight. Um, and Ender doesn't want to recommend it either. <laughs> Ender would be at the dog. <laughs> I just want to comment that yeah. Eugene, whenever we, um, whenever we vote on whether it's an episode, writes little tick marks as to who said yes <laughs> and, and how many people said no. No, I think that's great. I was going to ask him to do that. Because, oh, okay. But I, I, I can't think forget I don't it mind. I, I'd love to know at the end of the season. Oh, is that what you're doing? Are you tallying up for, for I, the end of the season? I for, I, th I don't remember when I started. I definitely didn't start the first one. I just think it's yeah, funny. I may want to change one of my votes because I remember you guys talking about <laughs> the um, episode with Charles Dickens. Unquiet mm -hmm. Dead. Unquiet, Unquiet Dead. Dead. And what you had said, Arlene, is made me think and it's like well maybe i would change it to a yes <laughs> if we're going to do official it's like i should i think change you said that, that at one. the time but but she had her she, he, he had already, oh, he already had his, his hash verdict, mark and then she yeah. yeah and then she and you don't change the hash mark I, this is okay. a pen i don't make mistakes <laughs> i just think it's funny there's only seven of us here and we're not even tallying anything but it's more it's more for posterity's sake That's rather fine. than That's me good. not being able to add. So you, you, you're going to keep that piece of paper in your yeah. files for like yeah. so you're going to be an old man. Yeah, I'll be like, uh, no, not that episode. On the episode with Simon Pegg, four, five, or six of us said no, and one schmuck said yes. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, if you don't know, I'm not telling you. I just think it could be interesting. And by, the, yeah. by that time, you're that old. Every doctor is who That's true. to you. <laughs> but at the end of a season, it could be like, oh, yeah, that was a really good season. And then we look at the statistics. No, None of us no. would show any of these to a new person. No, no. We should do that. you got to find all your little yeah, I'll do chicken that. scratches. So I guess that's it. I hope you had a fun time listening to, uh, I guess, a mediocre episode, but with some good things sprinkled. Well, the, the Doctor Who episode was mediocre. Yeah, I don't know if our episode... Us. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> this is where my idiocy became self-aware. <laughs> so we will see you all when the future becomes the present. You've heard our views. What do you think of Adam? Is he an official companion? Is he the worst? Is he misunderstood? Who's the worst? Let us know. Email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew. Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady. You can find his work at theuniverseexplodes.com. You can also find this show on several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Who Knew Podcast. All our episodes are on whonewpodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at whonewpodcast at gmail.com. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who, the longest-running sci-fi show in history, and especially the revival spearheaded by Russell T. Davis. Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord. Your work continues to inspire and entertain. <laughs>